This is a test if you can hear well. We care about your hearing, so that's why we do this. Um, I cannot wait for ice cream, that's what I'm saying, and I, I'm so excited about this. And as I, I, a little girl just told me, it's my birthday. I said, if it's your birthday, we'll give you extra ice cream and extra sprinkles. Maybe it's my birthday next week again. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can create you an idea. <laughs> um, we're so happy you're here. Uh, like Alex was saying, we're going to have baptism by the end of the sermon. And if, you, if you've never been baptized, and you feel that God is speaking to you, like, do it. Do it. And uh, we have towels. We have uh, some shorts. And, um, and the water will be warm. And we promise not to keep you for five minutes under the water. So, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I will promise. But anyways. Um, last week, or two weeks ago, we started to talk about prayer. And we said that prayer happens in two ways. Uh, it's a communication with God. And it happened in two ways. From me to God. And from God to me. And we allow God to work in our lives. We allow God to speak to us. But also we come to God with prayers of personal prayers. We come to God with uh, practical prayers. Like provide, help me with food. Or provide for my house. Provide for my mortgage. But personal prayers like God I need you. I don't know what to do in this area of my life. And you come to God. I need help God. And last week. We talk about, um, we mentioned there's some dangerous prayers that we say to God. And one of them was, search me, God. Search me, my heart. Uncover my sins. Show me what is wrong in my life so I can, I can do something. And prayer is not just talking, but actually prayer is moved into action. And what God is calling us to do, not just, oh, it's so lovely to hear God's voice but actually do what God is calling us to do. And this idea of search me, search my heart and cover my sin, show me my, my anxious thoughts. Um, we allow God to work in us. And when God shows us, we, we surrender to God. And today, I want to talk about break me, God. And this is probably a very dangerous prayer because you really have to mean it. Say, God, break me. Make me new. Make me what you want in my life. Um, some of us, uh, maybe it's been in a point in our life that um, it's been, how can we call this? A breaking point. It's something happened that it took us maybe to what we can call to rock bottom. Uh, Addictions, problems, situation. And it probably um, it took us to what we, today we can call trauma in our life. But it breaks us. And maybe in those rock bottom that, that, that we hit and, we, and that we are, is where we met God and God spoke to our lives. This is not a pleasant place to be. It's not a place that we say, 
cannot wait to be rock bottom. I cannot wait to be in pain. Actually, every decision we try to make in our minds, if we think it's good, is to avoid a place of pain or hurt. And sometimes we ask God, why you allow this to happen? It's a place of brokenness. It's a place of hurt. Maybe right now you're going through that, and I want to say, I'm sorry, and we want to help you. We want to walk with you. But at the same time, maybe it's something you experienced in the past, and you're still dealing with these emotions and trying to find God in it. Maybe it's something that God did already in the past and already worked in your life. Doesn't matter where you are. Many times God takes us to a place of breaking us. And it's not good. It's painful. Um, David know about this. Last week we talked about David. I'm going to continue with David. David know what I'm talking about. And in Psalm 51, there's a, there's a story. And Paul, uh, David at this point has been confronted by, by the prophet about his actions, about what he did. And the, the context of this prayer happens after that uh, David uh, committed ad- adultery and killed a man. Um, and, and then he made a whole mess. And he keep it hiding. Nobody knew until the prophet came and confronted him. And that person searched me, God, know my heart, and all that came into place. And now David is praying God for forgiveness. And in bright Psalm 51, verse 17, I believe, he said, The sacrifice you desire, is, he's praying this to God. It's a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repented heart, oh God. I, you get to that point in your life. And to give you m- more context to understand his prayer, I'm going to read it for you. If you cannot understand my reading, it will be there. So feel free to read it. If not, just read the subtitles if you're more spiritual. Um, Psalm 51 say this. David is writing this, say, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your greatest, uh, great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion and enhance me day and night. Against you and you alone I have sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will prove right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, and teach me wisdom even there. Purify me from sin, and and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back. I love this part. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. 
Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me from the joy of your salvation, and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to, to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God who saves, and then I will joyful sing your, your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I will offer one. You do not want a, a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look, what, look with a favor on Zion and help her, and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifice offering the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt of offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed in your altar. It sounds beautiful when you read it, but when I picture this, it's not like how I read it. <laughs> it's, it's a cry to God, help me. It's a cry to God, say, watch me, clean my sins. In other words, you know, we experience uh, brokenness in our heart, and we wonder why God allow this to happen. Have you asked that God to God? Why you allow this to happen? And so many times, I don't know if I can prove this, if, because if this is the way how God can get our attention and situation. Today we see it that way, but in the moment we don't see anything. In the moment we are blind by our own, our own sin, we're blind by our own guilt, we're blind for our own uh, pride. And this is hard, because when we realize that we need to change, like David, exchange our minds and exchange our heart in a way how we face situation. When I was studying and getting ready for this sermon, I was, it was really hard for me because I was thinking all the times I'm being broken. And it's not that I find rejoice in my pain, but I have to see why it took me there. I would tell you my story many times, but in one point I reject God fully. And I did things that they were bad things. But in one moment, I came back to God. And at that moment, I give my heart to God. And the only thing I can repeat at that time is, forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And I'm crying, like I say many times, from everywhere. And I'm just saying, forgive me. Forgive me. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. It took me to a moment to hit rock bottom. And my rock bottom was addictions. My rock bottom was stealing on the street. My rock bottom was rejecting everyone around me. I never see it. How you see, you have a friend that you know who's going through a difficult path, and you say, no, don't do it, don't do it. It's going to hurt you, and they're not paying attention to you. And you see them hit that wall. And you go, oh, man. And it's in that moment, many of us 
have met Jesus when we are broken and hurt, when we, our heart has been tear apart from, the, from what God wanted to be, and God meet us there in our brokenness. That was when I met Jesus. But through the time, I have seen a pattern that sometimes I get wise in my own opinions, like the proverb was, we were reading last week. I get wise in my own opinions. And God said, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry, but I think it's time to break you again. It's not fun. It's not easy. But can you agree with me when I say when God takes you to that moment in your life, you have to know God in a whole different way. You start to experience his power in a whole different way. You experience his healing in a whole different way. Because you know what? At the same way we are broken, God starts to heal us. I want to tell you something. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. And uh, my, my grandpa is a pastor. Um, my, my uncles are pastors. Guess what? My dad is a pastor. And now I am a pastor. I'm a third generation pastor. So I grew up in church, going to church. Um, and people at church will say, oh, here come the little pastor. And I hated it. I, I hated it. I, I, I would say all kind of things in my mind to those brothers and sisters. I hated it. But they will say it again. Oh, this the future pastor. And I'm like, I hated that. Um, at one point, I, I left church. I become a Christian. And I say, I will never be a pastor. Actually, if you were met me many years ago, I, I will say that out loud, and I will tell you many reasons why I will never be a pastor. I was 21 years old when I God called me, and I accept that calling. But the process to accept that calling, it wasn't easy. The process to accept that God is calling me it took a whole thing to God break me and to say, I want to call you for ministry. See, what I didn't tell you is that even though my, my grandpa was a pastor, my uncle, my dad, my, my grandpa took advantage of many people in the church. And it wasn't good. This is why I didn't want to be a pastor. Because I was hurt by the church. Oh, yes, I can go and sing hallelujah and do the whole thing, but hurt by the church. I, I see one thing at church, one different thing at home. I don't want to be like them. My uncle's the same way. My dad was different, but I see same patterns. And one day, I got this new, what happened. And I, I have told you this, but my, it came a light, a lot of things that my grandpa did. And they were trying to uncover that. So nobody knew. 
Because guess what? Sometimes church were good at that to cover things. And that's what they did. They covered so they can protect. But that protection brought more hurt. That protection they were doing, it brought more pain to the church. The church got divided, a lot of mess. A lot of, I lost some of my friends. I, did, I was so ashamed of what is going on. So definitely in that moment, I don't want to be a pastor. And God, I was reading and I read about this king in the Bible, King Josiah. And he discovered that at that point, that Israel, Judah, has been going through a whole different way. They forgot about God completely. And they found the, the, the law, the book of the law. They found it, and, and they go back, and, 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 and they start to praise God again. And King Josiah tried to do everything different than his ancestor. And in that moment, God said, that is going to be you. My name is not Josiah. You got the wrong guy. My name is Jorge. <laughs> and in that moment, I remember, and I still say it now, I said, God, I choose to be different. I choose to be different. I'm not going to be defined by the sins of my grandparents, my uncle. I'm not going to define, but I choose to be different. Through that, God took me and continued breaking me, gave me opportunity to work in a church, and I rejected I always say I, I, I'm not a pastor because nobody offered me to work in a church. I had many places I rejected and rejected. And I'm working and God called me and I surrender. But I, it hurts. Because right now at that point, I have no excuses to give. Now rather than say, God, here's my heart. Take what is yours. It belongs to you. I promise I will never work in an aid denomination. Guess what? I ended up working there. Because my grandpa worked there. Because my uncle worked there. I say, God, what are you doing? Are you rejoicing in my pain? Can you stop this? You know this is hurt. You don't know that this is painful. I don't want to go back to this. And at that moment, God started to switch my mind. And this is what happened to David. It switched the mind and bring it back to God. So when God breaks you, it's not the guy say, "Oh, who am I going to make suffer today?" It's not about that. It's about saying. I want to see the best on you. And sometimes, you know what? We're so disobedient. The only way that we can get out of station is we go through the pain. We've been blessed by having people in our church. They're going through recovery, through, through uh, dealing with addictions. You know, it, it's, it's a hard path. Maybe you see them, you know them. And you go and you shake your head and say, how they do it? How can be there? 
but rather say, maybe, God, can you continue working in their life? Because some people need that breaking point that God can break you, break you, and it's painful. Because bring trauma. It brings your insecurities. And I told you all this, and it's embarrassing for me to tell you all this, what I just told you. Don't post it on Facebook. <laughs> At least don't do it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but when I become a Christian, I, I didn't want nothing to do with God. But his work in me started to make me new. Jeremiah 18, again, a little bit of context. The people from Judah, they were falling away from God to the point that they're praising other idols, but at the point they're even doing child sacrifice. They're really rejecting God. They're really breaking God's heart because of his actions. And Jeremiah is, is prophetizing, giving the word of God and telling what is going to happen. And God gave him a word in Jeremiah 18. And maybe you need to hear this. And the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he, he told me. And found, me, found the potter working in, in his will. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crashed it into a lump of clay again and start over. Maybe it's time to start over. Maybe it's time in your life do you really allow God to work through you? Church is not just about the past, what happened. If it were be about the past, I shouldn't even be standing right here. Because I told you what I told you. I, you know, I told you about my life. I told you about my issues. I told you what I, even I, I did two weeks ago how I get angry, how sometimes messed up in my family, how my, my, my insecurities. I, I have to, I've been so vulnerable to you so many times. And you know what? I shouldn't be here standing up. But it's not that's what is church about. The God can use a broken man like me, a broken woman like you, a broken man like you, with all the issues that you have in your life, all your addictions, all your insecurities, all your bad thoughts, all the bad choices that you're making, and God still want to spend time with you. Doesn't matter what you're doing, but when we come to God and say, God, here's my life. Take what is yours. My life belongs to you. Break me. And I challenge you, I invite you to do this prayer during the week. God, can you break me? And if you do it, mean it. And God will bring something to you. 
And it's going to be painful. Because you're going to re- relive all these emotions again. But the God that I serve, that I, that I'm to- the God that I'm talking about right now, is a God who loves you, who cares about you. It's not going to rejoice in your brokenness. He's going to walk through you, through your healing. And I love that. Because I tell to people, and I'm sorry if I say this, if you don't like this, but I say this, I love so much my broken church. Our church is so broken. You know what I make it broken? Maybe you don't feel broken, but I am. If I'm here, sorry, we are broken. But if you are here too, and you feel like me, welcome to the club. And maybe you're going through difficult times like that. Right now, you're thinking, I don't want to tell anyone if they knew what I'm going through. Maybe you're struggling with being suicidal. You're struggling with thoughts that you're like, please go away. God, can you deal with me? Can you work with me? And this is a prayer that we want to say, Jesus, we need you. You feel broken right now? You feel like you're rock bottom? That you messed up everything in your life? But you're still showing up trying to put the smile and say, God, I love you. But inside you just feel like you don't deserve to be here. I will tell you that is a lie from the enemy because you are where you need to be. You are in the right place where God wants to work with you. When God wants to heal you. So what, what is that is bothering you? Can we just surrender to God? This is why I think baptism is so cool. But that's a matter what we see, how it happens. It's an act of surrender when you say, God, here I am. I want to follow you. I want to follow. I want to make this declaration to everyone. Because even though I might fail tomorrow, but I know tomorrow I will have grace. So you continue working with me. I want to follow you, Jesus. You know what one of the biggest problems is we think that we have to be ready. Uh, if you've been with people with addictions, and I, I used to say this all the time, I'm not ready yet. When I stop doing this, I will come. I never stop. <laughs> and when I understood that God has sent me as I am, and love me, and give me grace, and start to heal me, yes, I'm being hurt. Yes, I've been broken. But yes, I've been healed. Yes, I've been restored. And it felt like going back to the potter's house and be shaped again to what God wanted me to be. There's a man in the Bible, and I want to finish with this. There's a man in the Bible, his name is Job. And he go through the hardest thing in his life. He lost everything. And God gave him back again. God gave him back everything. And at the very end, he said this. 
I have only, in Job 42, 5, say, I have only heard about you before. But now I have seen you with my own eyes. I have only heard about you before, but now I have seen you. And maybe you're in the station of your life, you have heard that God can heal, you have heard that God can care about you, but we want to give you the chance that you can see and taste how God loves you and He cares for you. I'm sorry if this is not the sermon you were hoping for. I don't want to feel broken. I want to feel blessed. Well, that's the point. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to relive all this. Just be who you are. You don't need to pretend. The, the group of pretending people already full is even a waiting list. You don't need to pretend. Just be. I know sometimes you want to show up here and you're like, I shouldn't be here. Welcome home. You are where you need to be. This is a place for broken people, for messed up people. We don't care about your past. We care what God wants to use you and the group of people you are surrounded. I was so ashamed to tell people I was a drug addict. I was so ashamed to tell people that I used to live on the streets and, and I used to steal so I can get high. For many times, my friends didn't know about this, my Christian friends. You know why? Because I was ashamed of it. But I didn't know. I didn't know that God will use my story to be a blessing for other people. What is wrong with you, God? Why you want to do this? Because you know what? When I understand somebody who's going through addiction, I say, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. I can walk through that. When somebody told me I've been living on the street, I get it. And that is my people. I get it. And when I say, I've been there, no, you don't. Oh, I couldn't, I ran away from God, but God always found me. And God will always find you where you are. So Heavenly Father, I just pray that you praise and fall down and fall fresh in our life. God, in our brokenness, can you bring healing? Can you help us? Help us, Jesus. Help us in our marriages. Help us in our mental health, in our thoughts. Help us with our addictions. Help us with our insecurities. God, can you help us? God, can you help me? I need you. God, we need you as a church. Without you, we cannot be healed. Without you, we cannot move forward. Without you, we cannot do anything. We need your presence, God. Can you fall fresh on us? God, 
to say that we are broken is painful because we don't want to relive trauma, but can you heal us and help us and empower us to move forward? God, in the name of Jesus, I just want to quiet the voice of the enemy who's bringing up insecurities, shame, guilt, condemnation. I quiet in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray that you speak what is true. Speak what is true in our life. Give us a clean heart, a restored heart, so we can walk in your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do. Because we know you're going to use our lives to be a blessing for others. And even though today we might not feel like it, <laughs> God, I pray for those who want to come through our brokenness. Thank you so much, Jesus. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So we...